Hello everybody, welcome once again to another 1v1. I'm your host this episode, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a super special guest. He's the fourth member of the Boss Rush crew. You guys know him as a streaming champion. All the positivity, all the love that he gives and he delivers and just the way that he makes me laugh and you know he, he's just like oh you just you talk to him for five seconds and you want to marry him because he's just so lovable it's just so great <laughs> sorry ed he's taken i know he is taken <laughs> but it's just, it's just a feeling everybody please welcome ray apollo williams hello ray hello hi it's me i'm married by it's the true. way it's true. I guess I should start every conversation with "Hi, I'm married." <laughs> Hello. I'm just, I know. I'm just saying. I'm that. teasing. <laughs> I'm not. He's married. <laughs> no, I'm not about that part. Jeez, oh. uh, oh. I'm always See? married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a reason why we call him our streamer champion is that Ray is a Twitch affiliate streamer celebrating um, his one year Twitch affiliate. Yeah been an yeah. affiliate for a year a whole year yes he has had a journey on how he has got there and everything uh, and so we're going to kind of talk about how he got into it uh, what, did, what did it take for him to start and what is his future plans with it but everybody let's, let's talk to Ray and see you know first of all Ray um can you tell us a little bit about your gaming history? Gaming history. So, uh, is this is this where it's like, ah, yes, I was but a wee lad when I touched a controller for the first time. Um, yes. Did you press A or B first? I'm pretty sure I just smashed the controller with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, let's see. My first experience with the video game that I can remember is that... Um, we had a so probably with an arcade cabinet. I, I couldn't tell you which arcade cabinet, but like first console experience I remember is uh, the NES. We had an NES that my parents gave us when we were kids. So original Mario, Double Dragon, um, and some other games that I don't remember because they sucked. Uh, I'm just kidding. I really probably I don't remember. No, them you know what game really sucks. Really... You know what game sucks. Tom what? Sawyer's Island. Sounds like a game I did not own. So it yep, I believe it was awful. <laughs> You're basically Tom Sawyer on a raft going down a river, and you had to dodge logs, and that was that was the game. Dodging logs. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Log I'll Dodger. I'll take your word for it. That's your new nickname, Log, Log Dodger. <laughs> oh, man. Let me have to introduce you. That's I'm what I'm, I'm changing. You. I'm changing my Twitch and Mixer channels to uh, Log Dodger. Log. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, but from there... Um, we became Sega kids, and uh, so we skipped the Super Nintendo. We didn't have an N64, but we had uh, Sega Genesis. I uh, loved my Sega Genesis. Then one day, my dad sold my Sega Genesis. I don't know why. I was very upset, and my mom was like, they're really upset because it was me and my little brother. And so she was like, as penance, you have to buy them something else. And he bought us a PlayStation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, but before the PlayStation, we got uh, Game Boy Colors, and the Game Boy Color um, was like my first thing that was like actually mine because everything else I had to share with my little brother. But the Game Boy Color was legitimately mine. that was my thing. 
and it was actually my favorite thing growing up. Like I've I've always had a really soft spot for handheld games. I love handheld gaming. Anything I, I love it so much. And so after that, yeah, then we got the PlayStation. And then we upgraded from the PlayStation to, of course, the PlayStation Dose. And we love that. That we had a, a blast with that thing. So, I mean, but I guess I should, before I go to 84, we lived off of demo discs. Did anybody else live off a of demo disc with the PlayStation? Like, let's be let's be real. I did. Um, so many, so many demo discs. I don't even <laughs> think I yeah, had I think I many real games. Play- I had more demo discs than anything. I subscribed. <laughs> I subscribed to PlayStation Magazine. Official oh, official uh, PlayStation magazine just for the demos because I used to I used to beg my mom for PlayStation magazine. Uh, okay, no. so the the bad thing is that I did have some demo discs, but because at that time I ended up having my own job, um, I was able to buy my own games, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really do a lot of demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, demo disc. Um, like the one that I I do remember. I, I think I, it came with the PlayStation. It was the one with Wipeout. It, it was the blue one. Yep. Um, and you could like play certain games on it, like some shit in this stuff. But if you keep the uh, top part open and you put the CD in, um, it would go to that screen and you could listen to all the music from each demo That's and true. everything. I do remember uh, that. I, man, we knew all the tricks about demo discs. But so we we got all of our demo discs because I don't know if you remember, uh, as we lads, we had the bucket program. So basically, if you read a certain amount of books at school, you got a coupon essentially to go get a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Yep, <laughs> but, oh, I remember that. Which is when you would take in your bucket and get your personal pan pizza, you would get a demo disc. That's <laughs> true. It was the best thing ever. So I read so many freaking books as a kid because you got a pizza and a demo disc for your PlayStation. And it was the best thing ever. So that's why I had so many demo discs. I had every demo disc they had available for Pizza Hut. It was great. Um, but then beyond the 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 demo disc era, I had, so like I said, we had the PlayStation 2. And about PlayStation 2 time is when we were starting to make some of our own money uh, to buy our own games. And that's when mm-hmm. I kind of learned about like buying, selling, and trading video games. And so that's what I was doing at the time. I uh, was like buying, selling, and trading video games to get other video games that I wanted. Uh, you know, like the GTA games that I wasn't supposed to have, but I had them anyway. <laughs> so um, then, not long after that, we decided that we had missed a lot of the Xbox era because we we didn't we didn't have Xbox. Um, but then we decided one day that we wanted an Xbox, and so we went and bought an Xbox, and then we experienced Halo the first time and it was glorious i remember that uh like it was yesterday and so like halo i remember sitting in front of like this was a weird time where our entertainment center was so low and our couches were so far away from the tv that Mm. i would like sit in front of the the big old two tv and i played fable like with i sat in front of the tv for like three days straight playing fable because it was so amazing i loved it um and that was like middle school ish i think yeah um God, that was so much fun. I remember that. Like my first playthrough of Fable was God tier. But I was also this is also where you would go to the library and print out like twenty pages worth of walkthroughs and cheat codes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. back> in- <laughs> oh, so, I remember that. Uh, I got kind of got in trouble at school because uh, I printed like the whole strategy guide to Suica did. Oh my God, and that's like two hundred pages. Yeah, I stopped that oh page like eighty three. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, did I mean, I printed, I printed out the Ocarina of Time, and uh, you are also a nut. Um, <laughs> I also printed out, me. I also Go printed ahead. out the strategy guide for the bouncer. Oh my goodness! Ooh. Gracious. 
So I was lucky. My mom worked at the public library. She like ran the ch- she ran the the children's section for the public library. So I was always at the library. So I would like if I, if I printed out at the library, I can't get in trouble because it's like it's free. Until it's one day they started charging, and I'm pretty sure it was probably my fault. But still, uh, <laughs> like it was awesome because I could just print out anything I wanted at the library because I wasn't using my mom's paper. You know, it was a library. So yeah, it was great. Um, then let's see. Uh, after we got the Xbox, uh, we begged and begged and begged our parents for the Xbox 360 because Halo 3 was coming out, and I, I, I was everything about Halo 3 was like I have to have this game, I need to have this. All my friends are gonna be playing it. I want to be playing it, and my parents are like, nope, mm-mm, nope, we're not buying you this. You know, we can't afford that. We're not gonna do that. Blah blah blah. And then for Christmas that year, my dad surprised us with an Xbox 360 arcade edition. So, you know, it didn't have any memory, <laughs> but it came with, um, I think, what was it? Geometry Wars and some other stuff. And then we went and rented a copy of Halo 3. Yes. And so we went and uh, rented a copy of Halo when that came out, and it was the it was the greatest. Uh, we didn't have a lot of games because we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, so all the games we had were, we, would, we kept renting Halo, but I also had uh, Armored Core. I went and bought Armored Core 4, I believe. And that was one of the best games I ever played. And funny enough, I met one of my best friends, like, to this day, mm-hmm. in an online lobby in Armored Core. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I we've, thought- been, we've been friends for, like, 15 years uh, f- from that lobby. It was crazy. When did, when did Front Software bring Armored Core to Xbox? I thought that was I, always on PlayStation. No, uh, we, I had Armored Core. Four both on yep, Xbox. Four or five on Xbox. Yep, I had them on three. I had them on 360. I had them. Wow, too. did not know that. And the, and one of the reasons why is that I've never seen that in stores at all. Armored Core, I would see for PlayStation, but very limited. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen the 360 version. I so I I my assumption was Armor Core was exclusively to PlayStation. I literally said that no optional. I was just up like until, up until four. Hmm, yep. Interesting. I, I fell in love with that game. I, I legitimately loved it because I was like, oh, you get to build and customize your own mechs. Because you know, anime kid loved Gundam. But then like I was like, Armor Core is basically what I want from a Gundam game. And I was like, this game is so good, and so that's when I that's when I fell in love with From Software was through Armor Core. I didn't know anything about any of the other games. All I knew about was Armor Core <laughs> at that point in time. Surprised that you didn't know about it during the PlayStation er- the PlayStation era. I did not. I did not know about them until I got to this point in my gaming. So this is when I started to like really like play it and plot out what I was buying and playing because before mm-hmm. then I was just playing what I was given. Like I, I didn't really know any better. I didn't, I didn't have an older brother who was like, "Hey, you should play this older, older cousin." Outside of the ones who had the N sixty four and the Super Nintendo, it's like, "Hey, you should play this." You know, they always had stuff to play on those things. But I was like, I didn't have those at home, so I didn't, I didn't get to play those other games. But um, it wasn't up until about this point that the three sixty that I was then started to go in to get more games that I wanted to play. I mean, we did that with the PlayStation two as well, but more so with the three sixty. Uh, which was awesome. I really enjoyed it. We played a lot of good games on 360 that now are like the series that we love that are like, you know, five, eight games deep, like, you know, Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and stuff like that. Uh, So from the 360, uh, actually, so this is about the time I left for college. So I left the 360 at home for my little brother because I was like, I can't be the jerk who takes the 360. Also leaving home, so I'm also going to take the 360. I wasn't going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, this is this was given to us, so I'm gonna leave it here with you. And so I left the 360 at home with him. And when I went off to college, I see I didn't play games for 
like two years. I took two years off of gaming. I, I didn't play games for two years because I was just in college. I was like, well, I don't have a console and I don't have money for a console. So I'm just, I, I think I had a Game Boy. No, actually, I didn't even have a Game Boy. So I was just, I was just in college. Uh, I didn't have a PSP or nothing. I was just in college. And one summer, uh, I met my girlfriend, now wife. Uh, she, she was studying abroad for a summer and I was staying at college that summer to work. I was like, well, she's gone. What the heck am I going to, what, what am I going to entertain myself with? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to save some money and go buy a PlayStation 3. Because I've been hearing some decent stuff about PlayStation 3. And I really, I loved Prototype. I played the crap out of Prototype on Xbox 360. And there was always the argument of Prototype versus And I was like, ah, let me finally, let me see what this is about. So I went and bought my PlayStation 3. And I bought, on the PlayStation 3, I bought God of War 3, Red Dead Redemption, and Infamous. And those were probably three of the best games I could have bought at the time, period, for me. Like, because they were exactly what I wanted. But I didn't have a TV. <laughs> so, the best part was, is uh, I was living in the dorms over the summer, and the dorms have a common area. And over the summer, there's nobody there. There's, like, maybe a few people, like, the upperclassmen who are there because they're working, but also doing some summer classes. Uh, so, I would just be in the dorms, like, um, I'd plug, I'd take my PlayStation every morning and get up and take the PlayStation out. I go play for a few hours, you know, then take it back, lock it up, and go to work. And then I would do the same thing every day <laughs> up until I bought my own TV the next year. <laughs> wow, the hustle um, show. It, it was kind of wild, but I mean, I won't, I won't bore you with the, the more boring, you know, like adult stuff, like you know, PlayStation Four and, and Xbox One and stuff. But like those are like that's kind of like my gaming origin story. It's, it's, it was a long, twisty, windy road, and there was a lot of handhelds in there. I had. I had the Game Boy Color. I had the Game Boy Advance. I had the Game Boy Advance SP. I had the PSP. I had um, the DS. I had, you know, the 3DS, the Vita. I, I I bought, when I could afford them, I was getting the handhelds. And when I was asking for my parents for them, when they could afford them, they were buying me the handhelds I wanted because I always wanted those more than everything else. <laughs> so. I'm, su- I'm surprised that you didn't really get, like, GameCube, Wii, we did or anything like that. So I was at college and my mom was like, I got a weed. I'm like, what you mean you got a weed? <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, I got a weed. So I mean, when I came home, there was that one there was one Christmas I came home, or was it a summer? And I was like, Oh snap, I ain't never had a weed. So I was like, Let me see. Uh there was this local game rental shop. I was like, Let me go over there and see what Wii games they got that I want to play. And so that's what all I did that summer. I was like played all the Wii games that I missed. Um, and had a blast. I loved it. Uh, but the only Wii games that I did not play, and everybody gets mad at me, is I did not play the Mario Galaxy games. I completely skipped them. And I still to this day have not played them. I've never played huh. them either. <sighs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> How dare ya? I, I just missed it. I literally, I don't, it's just, uh, it's one of those blind spots, you know? Um, I just, I, I don't know what it was at the time. I just was like, I... I think, I, actually, I do know what it was at the time. It was anime. I was playing all the anime games instead. Uh, I think, I think, I think in Mario Galaxy, I think I ran through that opening area to Bowser's castle, like or to Peach's castle, where Bowser kind of like hijacks it like four or five times, and I'm like, I can't, just can't, mm. I can't. Oh no! I, even then, I was still so I was I was playing a lot more shooters, but I was still JRPG kid, JRPG and RPG kid. So like that's what I put into was those games um god you're making me think about that i play i've played a lot of it <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned yeah it's funny that you mentioned halo and fable because 
those two at that time, it was Fable still is, uh, were the worst games that I had played up at that time. I did not like Halo. I, I did not like Fable because my Fable thing bugged out on me and I couldn't defeat the last boss, anything. And I would have to uh, I have we had to restart a whole new save file in order to fight him if I wanted to. And I was just like, this game is slow. The frame rate is a terrible mess. And Man, I know, you know what's the frame rate then? Huh? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, don't forget, I, I don't forget during the NES days, slowdown was a big thing. Sega Master System, slowdown was a big thing. You got attention to that when I was a kid? No. Oh, I was. My God. I, I had care about until I was a man. <laughs> I had to. Spoilers, I still don't that. care as long as it runs okay. <laughs> oh, wow. What, what this is, well, because, right, the thing about it is, is that I understand that you didn't have a lot of video game systems but because I, my brother he was the Genesis kid and I was the Nintendo kid most of the systems that came out for Nintendo and Sega we got but you know we didn't get a Sega Saturn because he didn't buy it but he bought a Dreamcast and I got a Dreamcast but I think my mom was like no I'm not buying you that she bought us a Playstation instead good choice mom still to this day (laughs) (laughs) My, and see, my mom, she bought me a Super Nintendo and a TurboGrafx-16. Jeez! Yeah, so I got a Game Boy. I got a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, all of that, you know. So, And I was getting games, games, games. Uh, when the rental store was selling, like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo games, like, for 2 or $3, I would have some money, go up to the uh, rental store, buy that game for $2, and... It was in my uh, library and stuff. And so, and anything Sega related, I played on my brother's uh, Sega consoles. Uh, so, you know, I had all of that. And when it came to it, I did have the N64. I did have a PlayStation 1 at the same time. Um, but then when I started, like, really getting my, when I got my first job, making my own money and stuff, I started buying my own games. And Ever since that, I've been buying my own stuff. Uh, so it, it's it's good to hear that, but like I just couldn't. I hated when I bought my Xbox and I wanted to see what Halo was all about because I was against first person shooters. Did not like them. Besides, like GoldenEye and the world, the world against you or something like that. Uh, the Double Seven. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, playing that on GameCube, I was just like, let me see what this Halo thing is. And so everybody going crazy for Halo, loving this multiplayer. And then I play, I start playing it, and I'm like, what is this janky control? What is this? Like, I just feel like the game was just horrid and long. And I didn't, I didn't like Halo for a long time, literally until I played like Halo Four, Halo Five. I ended up respecting Halo for what it did and playing some of the multiplayer matches. I respected that, but I didn't. I was not a big fan of the series until I played like almost Halo Five and Halo Four. It, it was just that, like that single joystick control of the N64 and the awesome frame rates of GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> I see, spent so much time in GoldenEye, like not even kidding. God, so much. I was always Boris. 
hello, I'm Oddjob. That's what I was. No. I was that guy. You were that guy. I was that mm. guy. Oddjob was the best. Mm. And then I would make everybody pick Oddjob, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See, me and my friends, we played a lot of the 007 games on GameCube. That hat. Always the hat. You hit the mugs with the hat, and there's an insta kill. <laughs> Just over. <laughs> I remember the first time we found out about that. We were freaking out, trying to figure out how to do it. It was so good. Oh yeah. man, I love it. God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, and I was going to school, you know, paying my own way to school and stuff, but I was still able to, like, buy my own games and consoles. So, it, yeah, but yeah, Halo Fable. I was just like, I cannot with these games. Just cannot. But now I, I. I love Halo. Uh, you know, as a series, I could, I, I respect it. Um, like I said, I, Halo Five and Halo Four, very great games, phenomenal games. Yeah, I, I like. This game. I really, I really enjoyed. I think I, I really think it was just the way that those games were designed, because I just feel like they were too long of a level, and it was just like it felt big, but yet <laughs> empty. And it's just like, well, why those levels were originally designed to be RTS levels. That second level was lifted mm-hmm. straight out of that RTS. That, <laughs> it it literally was. They scaled it down. They scaled it down, but it was literally lifted out of the Halo RTS that was supposed to be for Mac before you know Microsoft bought Bungie and mm-hmm. made Halo mm-hmm. first person shooter. Yeah. So because I I didn't I haven't played I played a little bit of Halo two and a little bit of Halo three, but I've never beat the first three games. When you beat four or five. That's not uh, true. We played we played three for squad goals a long time ago. We but we never beat three. Yeah, we did. No, we beat four. We beat three, four, and five. I'm in the process played- of transferring them all over to our YouTube channel right now. <laughs> I don't remember us being three. Remember I, remember I pushed you off four the ledge. Right, but that was in four. It was in all of them, but anyways, let's. We can the talk about Halo right. time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, so yeah, so that's cool. Um, you mentioned anime. How did you fall into um, that style of entertainment? Ah, that's my mom's fault. Straight up. Uh, like I said, she worked, and it all goes in full circle. So she worked at the library, mm-hmm. and she was over like the teen, young adult kids section. So I was a teenager time, and uh, she goes, "Oh, well, since I get new books in all the time, you're gonna te- you're gonna basically test read all these books for me. You're gonna read all the books <laughs> like, first, and then I'm gonna put them out there." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um, so one day she brings me home, Ron my half. Um, this is a, it's, a, it's my first manga ever. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I read it, and the premise is um, there's this hot spring. And uh, when you go to this hot spring, uh, whatever uh, died last in this hot spring is what you turn into when somebody hits you with cold water. So it's about this guy who goes to this hot spring, and the last last, uh, person to go to the hot spring was a woman that died before him. And so whenever he gets hit with cold water, he turns into a woman. <laughs> but the best part about this for me at the time I was a teenager is that this manga had boobs in it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this has this has boobs in it? 
I love this. This is great. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> and so I read the whole thing cover to cover, you know, like a few hours. And my mom goes, oh, what you think? And I go, I love this. Is there more? And she's like, all right, I'll order the rest. <laughs> Didn't ask anything about it. You know, I just, I thought it, like the story was also hilarious. Like, because his dad is like a panda because a panda had died in it before him. And it's it's a whole thing. It's great. Right, it's, half. It's, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious story. Um, but that was where it started. And then I remember asking her one day, I was like, is there, are there other stories like this? You know, because then at this point, I'm thinking, do all of these have boobs in them? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she gets her a whole bunch of other stuff. And then eventually I discovered Naruto on my own, um, like through uh, AMVs, Naruto AMVs. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? They're beautiful. And it's set to like the, the weird emo music that I was into at the time, like Evanescence. And mm. I was like, I love this stuff. This is great. And I was like, "Could you find this? Is th- do they have a paper version of this?" And so she found it. So I started reading Naruto, and it was just a long, deep, dark hole for me. And about the same time, we finally got Toonami over here, and so we were getting stuff. We were getting Zoids and Hamtaro and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Like that's, and it was just all perfect timing because it was about the two thousands, early two thousands when this happened. And uh, it was just, it's been a slippery slope from there. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Uh, I don't know if you had cable or anything, but. Uh, we have public access, uh, mm. a public access channel, and that's for all the local community to come and deliver TV programs. And so, uh, there was a group, a uh, group of people who were doing anime every Tuesday night. So I was, I was able to watch uh, Rama Half before it even hit America, mm. uh, uh, before anybody else knew about it. I was able to see. Um. Uh, uh, I didn't see none of the uh, Studio Ghibli stuff, but they were showing Gundam. They were showing uh, uh, Dragon Ball. Um, Akira. Um, that's how I seen Akira. I seen it on public access before anyone else got to show it. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Um. Tenchi Muyo and like all of this like remember Tenchi Muyo love that too yeah a lot of Cowboy Bebop I saw on public access before it really became popular around here and so watching that I was just like what are all of this what is this like I love this anime uh Ninja um uh, not Ninja Spirit um Ninja Scroll uh, Ninja Scroll, Ninja wow. Scroll. They showed the whole movie on public access Dang. before anybody. So, because they and it was stuff that was dubbed. So whoever was able to get like all this anime in Japanese with subtitles, or get this anime that that somehow was able to get dubbed, they showed it there before any uh, the cable channel showed it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. Um, so yeah. That that's cool. It's really funny because I was just like, okay, so you know about anime, but I'm like, did you ever go back to the classics like Akira? Um, so, so I'll be very honest. Akira was one that I've started and not finished like twelve dozen times. Like I just, it's always been in a weird situation. So I'm like, yeah, I should, I should finish Akira, and then I don't. So I've I've seen the whole movie mm-hmm. in like different spurts, but I've never sat down and watched the whole movie start to finish. Like I'm telling, you, I've seen the whole movie just like. In pieces, and one day I'll sit down and watch all of it because I'm like everybody's like, yeah, you've seen it. I'm like, yeah, I've seen that movie. Just I need to sit down and watch the whole thing. That's it. What about Ghost in the Shell? I've seen all of Ghost in the Shell, all of it, because I love it. 
It's one of my the, favorites. The two movies and the uh, anime series. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen this new one. This new Ghost in the Shell, the live action one. I haven't seen that, but I've seen everything. Did they got a new one? Oh uh, yeah. Well, there was a live action one with uh, Scarlett Johansson. That one I see. A, yeah. I have seen that. Okay. That one was pretty good. I I really enjoyed that one. Was, a lot of people didn't like it for some apparent reason, but I'm just like, it's a it's an adaptation of the Ghost in the Shell um, manga book, and you know sometimes some stuff that if you haven't grown up watching the TV series or really reading the manga and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't understand it. So like. People who are not into anime, if they're able to go see this movie, they'll see it as a stylistic sci-fi um, action movie at times. That I with deep philosophy. I, I, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people who were like, "This movie is not, it's you know, true to the manga or the anime." Blah blah. So I'm like, I might have to give it. I might give it a shot just to see. I, I think I, I I think when there's adaptations of stuff, if you are a person who don't know the lore of it, you won't understand what you're seeing. Everything that's being presented to you is brand new. But if you've been deep into what what the uh, movie or show is about, you'll be like, okay, I know this, so I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna hold this uh into this show, this movie. At this expectation level of my of my knowledge and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So cool. See, uh, Ed, you really think I would have got all that out of Ray? <laughs> if you asked, <laughs> I wouldn't well, know what to ask. It's it's weird because it's just like you I know. Been like, I would have been like Ray, anime. Yes. What's up with it? Like, like, did you get? Did you? Was there a time that you were able to look at books called like In America and Shonen Jump and Shoujo Beat and stuff? Uh, like I was that? I was in all that, and I I remember buying. I man, I threw away when I moved three, four years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I threw away uh, hundreds of Shonen Jump because I kept all of them, um, and like I had tubs of Shonen Jump. I even had Shonen. I had sh- like. True Shonen Jump from Japan. I, I oh see, I I I think I have all the Shonen Jump and Shoujo Beat that they sold on the uh every month when it came out. I was buying it, and I didn't get it to in America like late. Um, but it, I I decided not to get in America because money. Uh, and I thought that Shonen Jump was worth it was the best value for what I was wanting to read at the time. Um, because I I love I love Shonen anime. I love Shonen manga. That that's my favorite. And so, um, Shoulder Jump was just what that was. That was my jam. And I remember because I was I was learning Japanese. I took I studied Japanese for years. Um, when our sensei brought us uh, actual Shona Jump from Japan, and I'm talking mm-hmm. like Shona Jump were thick. I was like, why don't they give us Shona Jump that thick no more? <laughs> like they were huge. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. Um, but I think I might still have those. Somewhere. I don't know where they are, but I know I got them right. Um, but uh, uh, so and. Yeah, in America to me was when, because uh, once I got my DVD player and Transformers was my first kind of DVD, I started being like, okay, I could buy TV series. I could buy all this anime. Uh, you know, buying um, uh, Final Spirit, 
buying uh, uh, some with the battle cry, um, uh, Samurai Champlo, um, and buying like all of this stuff and everything. I was just like, I was so happy to get it, but I needed a guide though, um, because like I said, the anime with public access kind of led me to that, you know, kind of led me to anime, and so. I had to get in America and just was seeing all of these TV shows that I never knew about and just learning them, learning about bands and stuff. That's how I got into like uh, L- uh, LCN, uh, NCL Arc, I think that is. They the ones that did the theme song to Full Battle Alchemist mm-hmm. when it first mm-hmm. came out. Man, so, see, I'm trying to, like, I got into anime music through like, people like random people in Japanese class in high school you know a bunch of other uh-huh. nerds. <laughs> they were like you don't know about this and I'm like no I don't know about this teach me <laughs> that's how I yeah, found but it. Th- that's how I actually got it to Utada uh, even before mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. because it, I'm like I remember this video but I didn't know who she was and then just like I got into wow. Kingdom Hearts because of Utada Hikaru I, I didn't care about Kingdom Hearts until I saw that she was doing the main song for it mm-hmm. and I heard it and I was like I gotta play this game like that is what actually got me to play the game was Utada Carlo. And I love Kingdom Hearts one and two. Um, and that's it. One and two. Yeah. Because of Kingdom <laughs> Yeah. Because of because of Kingdom Hearts, I got into Utada and I still love her music. And I'm just like, wow. And like she even did a song with Timberland. Like that is crazy and everything. Yeah, I got into Utada, I got into uh Rain, which I'm pretty sure is Korean, but like uh Boa and some other folks like uh, Boys School and TM Revolution because TM Revolution did a lot of the like fingers for like Gundam. Yeah, and I love Gundam, so I was like, yeah, I love these songs. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's where anime theme music is the way that you got into anime or you got into Japanese uh, J-pop in a sense. Because you would hear that thing, and you'd be like, oh, this is so catchy. And so you would go seek out their music if you could find it. And it was hard back in the day. Stupid difficult to find it. Like, I'm talking a lot, and I mean a lot of illegal, like, downloads. That's for real. That's, that's not even a lie. Like, it was a lot of <laughs> yes. uh It just recently, like, in the past, like, few years, it got easier to find this stuff. And that's literally just the past few years. It's gotten easier to get a lot of J-pop and j-rock like legally which is nice yeah the beauty of itunes and amazon like i i've even though streaming is big today um it was always if i was able to find that album at suncoast or anything i would buy it mm-hmm. you know because i'm like this is the only place that sells this j-pop music and i need it <laughs> you know no nowhere else did international music it's true, but I don't know. It's, I'm I'm glad that we have such a wide availability of international music now. It's not something yes. for us folks who have been listening to international music and had never left the United States at that time. It was rough. <laughs> oh yes, yes. It, it's it's weird because around 2000, mid 2000s, that's when anime and Japanese culture was big here in America. It seems just like out of nowhere it happened. To get, the, to get it here for us is what it was uh, and I'm so glad it happened like I'm so glad it happened yeah a lot of people were attending more cons more cosplay like it was mm-hmm. really good 
Yes, sir. So um, let's get into why we call you our streaming champion. How uh, how did you jump into streaming? Like, where did this um, motivation, in a sense, come to stream you playing video games and building a community? So for me, uh, it starts with um, Justin.tv. Or randomly reading an article about Justin.tv years ago. Years ago. I couldn't even tell you what year it was, but back when Justin.tv was still a thing. So before Twitch, it was Justin.tv. And I remember turning it on one day and like looking, and I was like, what is this? There's a dude playing a video game. And that's it. But people are chatting, but just watching. I don't, remember, I don't even remember if you could chat at the time. But like people are watching him play a video game. This isn't a YouTube video. This is a live video. Oh, weird. So I turned it off and, you know, never went back. <laughs> I think it was Man vs. Game at the time. Um, and then a few years, maybe two years later, I have I start working in IT full time. And I'm like, uh, I need something to like pass the time during the day. Because, you know, I hadn't I hadn't really gotten into podcasting yet. This was like right before I got into podcasts. And I was like, what, what, can I, is there, what can I look at online? So I just kind of looked up some, I was watching YouTube videos, like playthroughs of games and listening to them in the background. And also like for fighting games, I was like learning combos and tips and tricks because I was, I was still really into fighting games. So I was watching combo videos, like how to do combos with certain characters. And then one video, one of the dudes was like, oh, by the way, I have a, I have a Twitch channel too. And I'm like, it's a Twitch channel. Uh, so I, I look it up and this is Maximilian Dude. Uh, I look it up and I'm like, what the heck is this? So I, I watched them one night and they were doing this series called Boss Rage, which is essentially they take a fighting game, they crank it up to the highest difficulty and they try and beat all the bosses through it. Yeah. But like, the thing about fighting game bosses is they're hard as hell. Like, they're so difficult, uh, especially on the hardest difficulty. And like, I was like, this is crazy. So I, I, saw, I started that and then uh, I started watching more Twitch streams at work. And I found people like Eddie Monster and who is now General Mittens and it was really cool that they were playing a game, but also interacting with people in real time. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. I kind of like it. This is cool. And then uh, I was like, at that point, I, there was no way I was ever going to stream because I, I didn't have any of the equipment that it took to stream anything. And I was like, I didn't have the money to buy stuff like that. And I'm like, like I, hadn't, I hadn't even thought about it. But then the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox came out and they said, oh, by the way, you could stream from these devices just from this don't need anything else to do it and i'm like what like i can just plug in my account and just stream and i was like okay let me see how easy or difficult this is so i had before i was ray apollo online i was a whole different name that i don't even remember now um and i streamed on that for a while and had like you know made a bunch of cool friends and it was awesome like i had a really good time it was, it was just a way to play a video game and like be talking to people at the same time because I was just doing what I saw those other people do and I thought it was really mm -hmm. cool. Um, and then it wasn't until the start of 2018 that I was like, actually, I think I really want to try to stream for real. So this was like 20... Cause I, I've been streaming on and off for like five years. Yes. Um, for like five years, period. Um like I said, it wasn't until 2018 that I was like, no, I really do want to stream. I want to stream, stream. And so I had, I had picked Ray Apollo because I, I found out that I could get my name. <laughs> like, I was like, that's my name. I want my name. And so I got my name. Um, 
and let it sit for a while. Then I finally started uh, in the 2018. It's like streaming because I was like, I had uh, I had a, a decent enough laptop. And well, actually, no, I didn't even use my laptop then. I was still just on the PlayStation 4. I was still just streaming from the PlayStation 4, got a capture card for my laptop, and then I started streaming with like a camera and other stuff. Um, I was just having a good time with it. And I, I loved it. I love to be able to talk about the games that I love with other people who are also really enjoying the games that I love, which was awesome. Um, but it wasn't until 2019 that I was like, and I had found out because, you know, we already like hit the affiliate thing and then we were making a little bit of money. And I was like, oh, well, no, this is something I don't want to do. Like, I want to I want to make this kind of like a side gig. You know what I'm saying? Because I had been listening to a lot of Gary Vee at that point And I was like, I really did not like my day job. It wasn't contributing to any of my to any of my happiness whatsoever. And so it was like. Hey, if you, if, you know, I was listening to Gary Vee say a lot. It's like, if this, if this, if you hate this job so much, uh, live with less and do more with what you love. And I'm like, I don't, that sounds crazy. I can't do that. And then it got to a point one day. Um, well, this was, a, and I, I'm not going to tell this story again because it's a, it's a super sad story and I'm not gonna get to it, but well, essentially we had a cancer scare, uh, in 2018 and I was like, look, I want to live my life <laughs> because there's a chance that I might not have one. So I would live. And so in 2019, we'd made that decision. And uh, I went full time into content creation because I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to quit this job. that's literally sucking the life out of me. I'm going to start doing something that I love, rebuild my skills and get a job that I love. Uh, it, it, you know, it's like I love creating content, but like this will always be the thing that I have something that I'm going to build for myself. But I'm going to get that job that I want. I'm going to go work at like, you know, PlayStation or Nintendo or Microsoft. I will get that job at one of those places and I'm going to love it. Uh, and so we're kind of. We're at that point now where I'm like, I'm creating content. I'm re- I'm building skills that I've always wanted to build because I out of college, what I wanted to do was write for IGN. That's what I wanted to do out of college. Yeah. Uh, but I had a professor that said, no, you can't do that. Don't move out there. Don't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she, she was like, no, don't do that. And so it was kind of like at that. I let I literally let that person like stop me from pursuing what I wanted to pursue. My English professor told me the same uh, thing. And I had never forgiven myself or that person for doing that to me. And it wasn't until at this point, like in 2019, where I was like, heck them and heck that. I want to do this and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's why I'm a very big proponent of do what you want to, to do, but make sure you're doing it uh, right by yourself and by those who you love. You know, don't. Yes. Don't. If you're doing something, don't do it to the detriment of somebody else. Don't do that. Right. Um, I'm blessed to be in a situation where my wife is working full time and we had done enough for our finances that I could do this. It's not easy, but I can do it. <laughs> you know, um, so it's, it's one of the things where it's like now I if, if anybody ever asked me for any information, it's like any advice. Don't let somebody else tell you that your dreams aren't worth it. Period. Because uh, I let that happen to me. And like I said, it, it hurt me bad for a long time. And then it wasn't until I started doing what I wanted to do that I was like, I felt like me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was always just a piece. I was always me, but then I started to really feel like me. And I don't know. I love this. And like I said, I'm still like people are like, oh, we're going to do full-time content creation forever. No, I want, I want content creation to be my, my thing. The thing that I built for myself that I'm going to continue to do. I'm not going to do it full time because I know that my talents could also be better used to make the entire space better. If that makes sense. I yes. want to make gaming itself 
better. That's what I want to do. I'm not just I'm not just going to keep it at me. No, 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 no. I want to, to scale. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I want to make I, the whole thing better. I think that like at some point, I think last year or this year, there's been a shift that people want to make gaming better want to mm-hmm. make a want to make it a safe space and acceptable um and so that's why a lot of people are just like saying you know are not trying to be trolls or you know not trying to put out negative content or mm-hmm. give a negative attitude because they know that gaming is more and if it's a place that's safe and more welcoming more people will see gaming in a better light Mm-hmm. And everything, and so everybody is doing their best. Of course, like our thing for Boss Rush is, yes, we want to play games, but we want to be better. You know, we want to be better at treating people and be acceptable and welcoming. You know, yeah. I mean, we, what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just to play off of that, Ed. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but like, go ahead. You know, Ray, I've been following you since you were on Neek. Right, mm-hmm. you and, and Josh Finney and, mm-hmm. and Kiku, like I, I I've been following you guys. I've been following you and specifically since then. And like when you started Twitch streaming and like everything that you're saying, like you know, last year I wanted to make it a goal to do what you know what you're doing in a mm-hmm. different but similar way, right? With with the podcasting and and start live streaming and do more stuff like we're doing now, right? And that's why like you know we had you as a guest on one of our shows early on and we, all of us were like, if we're going to do this, why don't we get somebody who like, like you, like who has like a, like as a fourth chair and personality driven and wants to accomplish the same things that we do. And it was a unanimous, like I threw it out there. I was like, what if we just ask Ray to be on the show with us? And it was a unanimous decision. It was like, Oh, definitely. <laughs> of course. And it's like, you know, Last year, towards the end of the year, was a little bit rough for me personally, you know, on the content creation side. But then, like, you know, what we're building, you know, with with this show and Standard Def and Pow Block and Boss Rush, like, you had a really big influence on me because, like, of what you just said. Like, I want to make this space better, right? And... Uh, you can't really let the things that affect you negatively affect what you want to do creatively. And, you know, I really took that to heart last year at the end of the year. And, you know, I've, I think letting go of that, the old stuff and really just a hundred percent focused on doing this and having better content and being more, you know, creative has just done a lot for me personally and like no i'm not just like trying to to brown nose you or anything but like this it was a lot of it was because of you you know like you have having a positive impact on i think all of us you know i don't you know in your community mission accomplished it because that's what i want i i mean to create is human that is it yeah yeah you know i i want people to create the content that they enjoy that they think and that other people will enjoy. That is what I want. Like I want that so bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and and we talked about when we we me and Corey had to talk about when creating content is not easy. No, it's not. But you know you're going to have some ups and downs. You're not going to come out the gate 
and get a hundred people or anything like that. You got to work hard to build. And even if you don't reach the goal that you have in mind, definitely a have fun making the content that you love to do. Because if it's a passion of yours, continue having love for that passion. You might not get rewarded as much, but it really showcased that when you continue to do what you're passionate about and you let that build at some time, you're going to have experience. It's going to get out there and it will catch on. I mean, so I mean, and you kind of know this, like, yeah, you know, we are living at a time where there are more people creating than I think ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so many people who can create because the tools to create are so widely accessible. Yeah. And I love that. That's fantastic. But you also have to know that now, if you think that you're going to just, you're going to make it big by, you know, creating your content, that's not guaranteed at all. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's you knowing that you're enjoying the content that you're creating and that, um, you're having fun and that the create what you're creating is important to you is really what you people should be focusing on. Like yeah. focus on content that you enjoy. And then maybe the people will come later on. Maybe they won't, you know, it, it just, it, that's just kind of where we are. You, you have to be wanting to do it for the sake of doing it and doing it well, if that's what you're also wanting to do. Um, yeah. That's what the difference is because if you go into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm doing this because I see so many other people have so many numbers. Like, not not and, and trust me having having numbers is more pressuring than not having numbers Absolutely. you know because they, they keep those numbers and you want to do better and it, it, mm-hmm. it is this <laughs> there's a cycle in content creation that is <laughs> it's sort of kind of depressing just in itself because now you want to you want to have these numbers and then there everything is a number and if you focus on that it'll really make you not happy so it's just it's I feel like people have to understand that just because you see other people doing this or uh, having this success, it's not your it's not your success. So don't compare yourself to other people because you're really going to have a bad time at the end of the day um, because that's everybody's in a different place. And the Internet is such a weird, uncontrollable thing. <laughs> like you never know when somebody's going to make it and for what reason. It's just it's literally just the Internet. If the Internet decides that this person's popular. That's literally the way it is. And there's no explanation. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason. Um, but that's just the way it is. So I don't know. Like You just have to go into it expecting to be like, all right, I might make a few friends. I might make somebody smile. Like you go into it like trying to have a good time and you're going to have a good time. Go into it trying to make money and for the numbers, you're going to have a bad time if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So Yes. So this be YouTube's platform. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Ray, you have been such a positive impact on this project that we've been working on for, well, Ed and I have been doing stuff together for years at this point and, and Jesse, and then, you know, multiple groups of people that we've worked with and, and, you know, it's, you've had such a positive impact on, me just like kind of refreshing my appetite for creativity personally. And I think, you know, all of us, whether we're in the, the big group chat or just me and Ed or just me and Jesse or just me and you talking separately, like that appetite to create has never been, I haven't had this. I haven't had this appetite since I, since I first started. Right. And, and it's, it's, 
it's been really fun. A little bit tiring because I've been up till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and getting up to it's, go work. But it's work, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's work. Yeah. It's what you put into it, and you're putting into work. And I, I'm I'm really happy to hear you say that. Like that that brings me joy to hear you say that. And it's oh, like I said, I I want people to make the stuff that makes them happy. And mm-hmm. Like I I wouldn't. I only want to tell people the stuff that I know, and I'm like I've been making the stuff that makes me happy and. It makes me happy. I am far and away happier than I've ever been doing any other job. Period. And it's not, I'm not making a ton of money. I am not. I'll be like, I'll be the first to tell you that. I'm not making a ton of money doing this, but God dang, am I having such a good time and I'm learning so much and I'm meeting incredible people along the way, you know? And I don't know how long it's going to work like this, but it will uh, until it's not. <laughs> well, know? well, it's, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned the word learning. You know, I think when you learn something and you get used to it, that's more to me than money. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, getting the experience, hey, I've never been a podcast host, but I, I had to be one because I'm hosting my own show, getting my own notes. And the more as I like buy equipment, the more that my sound changes and stuff and topics, you know. Even though I, I'm, I'm making this, my scene that I'm making about a little bit about me, I had to learn it because I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you host a show when you're the person that's responsible for everything? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and then to put it out there in the world to be like, I'm, I'm a host, I'm a host. You know, and mm-hmm. it took me years to like be a host for something mm-hmm. and everything. I'm still you know, bad so, at it. I tell like, that's why I told Ed, I'm like. And hey, if we do this, you're hosting because, uh, <laughs> you know, because like I think since we've since we well, since I started creating and then, you know, Ed and Jesse and now you like I, I know where people like I feel like my strength as a creator starts with I know my team and I know like who where who's who has what strength. Right. And like my strength is not hosting. My strength is playing off of people and you know contributing the conversation as a i i've always said like i feel like i'm a better robin than batman right and and i'm comfortable in that role but i also feel comfortable making graphics and editing video and you know making sure uh everybody's audio is coming through you know like i feel better in that <laughs> producer type role uh right. instead of you know hosting now i host pal block and whatever i'm selfish and i that's my that's you know quote my show that i i do here but you know i still think ed would be better hosting that show right like i i truly feel that way i think ed is just the host right and i i appreciate that ed hosts so much on this on on this network of shows right and and uh you know i just i feel like being comfortable and no like if you're working with a team too is like i i feel like being comfortable knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are like Ray, your, your strength is personality. Right. And I think that's why you're so, I think that's why you're successful on Twitch is like you have the personality that people enjoy watching. Right. It, and yeah, it could be about the games too, but like people come to you because you are a personality that people enjoy watching, you know? And, and, you know, then people will see the games that you're playing. Oh, maybe I'll play that game. Cause he's, cool you know what i mean like i i like i'm so one of the highest compliments somebody paid me the other day and you know, even in just in jest was 
uh, Ray, you can make any game look fun. And I, <laughs> and I was like, I thank you, because that's not easy, first of all. Uh, and that means that I can play all the games that I want to play and know that I'm going to have a good time and hopefully other people will too. <laughs> uh, like, for instance, I played Bejeweled 3 one day randomly, and we had the most fun ever. I saw it was you so tweeting, much fun. <laughs> I saw you tweeting that out. Like, I was like, uh, why is Ray playing Bejeweled? And I'm like, you know what? It, was, it started out as a joke, and <laughs> then I was like, you know what? Heck it, I'm going to do it for real. And we had a blast. It was... <laughs> so random but it was worth it man good time i mean that's just that's exactly it's just i'm just trying to have i am trying to have a good time yes and Mm -hmm. because i'm having a good time i'm hoping that you're having a good time and that's Mm -hmm. why that's 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 what it is that's what it is for me Mm -hmm. i want to have a good time i'm Mm -hmm. always trying to have fun because why would i be sad and mad and upset when i'm trying to play a game on the internet i'm playing games Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think one thing that really stuck out to me when when uh, Antonio Guillen was our guest on uh, on Boss Rush podcast this weekend, and uh, he told me that it was probably the best thing I think I've ever heard from anybody. He just said that you guys always sound like you're having a good time, and you guys your conversations always sound so natural and so fitting. And I think it's because we are all friends and I think we just have the conversations the way that friends have conversations. And like, I think that's why, you know, our, our podcasts are so, you know, what, what I think, say it. good, what I say, I, I think it. are successful, like looking at the numbers and stuff. Right. Like I, I think that our shows are, are quite to be honest, better than some other shows out there. You know, like yes, I, I, they really, are. I really, I really believe that. And I think it's because we all fit together and we all are friends and we all just have that natural conversation the way we would have them with friends because we are friends, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm kind of working on the, the trailer for our, our YouTube channel right now. And, you know, the, the one thing I stress in that trailer is we're not, we're not journalists, we're enthusiasts and we're friends and we have conversations just like you. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that that's probably the best thing I think I've heard since I started creating content was like, you know, we all are good at this or, you know, somebody thinks we're good at this and, uh, you know, it's Mm -hmm. creating is fun. And I think, I think if even if you want to try to create something, you should, you know, just you have yes. to you have to start somewhere. Right. And, and and everybody is capable of being creative. I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm not. Everybody is. You, <laughs> most people don't realize it, but you're creative in your everyday life. The way that you put your clothes together, the way that you uh, cook the meal, the way what you decide to cook for a meal, that is all forms of creativity, just on different levels that you don't recognize. Yeah. And you need to start recognizing it. It's important. We're all creative. Yeah. Well, I'm not creative when it comes to oh, food. Oh, you are Look creative. <laughs> my creative, my creativity come. Which Domino's meal do I want today? Hey, that's creative. You got to create what toppings you want on that pizza. I mean, it's, it's also. Have you not heard any of the shows that you put out? I mean, I have. You you have your own creativity. Don't oh, I know that? Uh-huh. Just making, oh, oh yeah. Uh huh. I just, <laughs> just make fun of the food thing to be like my creativity is putting the microwave dinner in and hitting the button one. And then it I mean, I'm not saying that other people are more creative than you when it comes to food, but still, <laughs> I'm still trying to find. Some, I'm still trying to advance Robin. 
Oh. Like, you got this. You can do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I do not know how to cook. Cook. I'm just like mm, someone show me how to cook. Let me let me help you, BB. I will take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And knowing me, I'll be like, oh, that was so good. I'll train you guys out to something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Spent $50 in groceries. I'm going to spend $75 at the at Red Lobster or something. I mean, you know, I ain't mad at that at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll those look, cheesy biscuits, we'll, man. Look, uh-huh. we'll, get some, biscuits? Mm. we'll get some uh, Chick-fil-A and get some real chicken sandwiches. Hey, I like Chick-fil-A. I will. I would like to go to Popeyes, please. But I digress. It's fine. <laughs> Popeyes. Okay, good. Okay, uh, good. You can have the chicken. I need a large box of fries. That's right. You only like the fries. Uh, I keep uh, you, never, <laughs> you never had checkers, haven't you? This is, uh, this I, had, is... I had rallies. I, I'm from St. Louis, so we had rallies. Rallies. Yeah, okay, had yeah. Rallies. Yeah. Uh-huh, so, I don't know if they... Though they, I will say they do have the best fries. Their fries are the best. I wonder... Is Raddy's and Checkers the same fries? Yes. Yeah. Season fries? It's, I think it's, it's the same fries. restaurant, depending it's, on... It's the exact same restaurant. It just depends just on like, where you're at. Just like okay. Christian and White Castle are the same restaurant, except or different like names. Or like and Carl's Jr. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I would fight fools if they said Checkers and Raddy's fries are not the bomb. We would, I would dragon punch somebody. Those, those fries are delicious. So those were the first fries I dipped in a milkshake, and they're perfect. You take a, a Rallies or a Checkers Fry and dip it in a strawberry milkshake. Mmm, boy! Mmm, that's good. I'm sorry. Like, they, but their banana milkshakes is off the chain. Hey, I've never had this strawberry. They had a banana milkshake? Yeah, they, they, uh, Checkers do banana milkshakes. And oh, literally, it's off the chain. But I would try a strawberry milkshake. I would try that. Sorry, Corey. We don't mean to interrupt your diety. Uh, I, I'm just... You can eat anything you want in moderation. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just getting hungry. That's all. Oh my bad. I apologize. No, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, I like food too. I'm real full. I went and had fajitas tonight, and it was so good. Mm, Fajitas. (laughs) I'm making every every Wednesday at work. We have a somebody brings in a crock pot full food, and I'm making sriracha barbecue chicken. Ooh. Can I come what to a, work with you? What a when nice I, place to work! <laughs> right? Can I, come, can I work with you for a day? I mean, <laughs> when I come visit? Sure. All right. You said yeah. sure. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> yeah. I'll save you something. I'll mail it oh to you. God. Oh, wait, huh? Wait. Know. That's uh, not how that works. No. So, uh, before we go, um, Ray. Uh, like I do enjoy your streams when I hop on, and you know, I I try to get a conversation out of you. Not I don't try to get a rise out of you. I try to get a conversation. No, out of you. everybody tries to get a rise out of me. It's a it's a joke to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I love the way that when you kind of recognize me and I put a question out there, uh, and it is like the question could be weird and stuff, uh, but I do love your answers and stuff and how everybody reacts sometimes to those answers uh what does the future uh streaming looks looks to you like you personally like how do you want to advance it is there more things that you want to do um because you do also do an anime podcast also um do you want to do more stuff like that or anything outside of that oh yeah so just to kind of 
So make a comment about what you said when you ask the questions in the chat. I the one thing I, I was telling people today is I will always be very honest. Um, whenever anybody asks me anything, like I will be as honest and as candid as possible because I mean, it, online people can say whatever they want. <laughs> like literally, you can say whatever you want, but I am always going to pride myself on being the most honest person. Period. When it comes to people asking me questions online, if I don't want to answer it, I'll tell you flat out I don't want to answer that. But when you ask me a question and I want to answer it, I'm going to answer it as honestly and to the best of my ability as possible. That's just me. It's who I am. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I feel like it, it just adds another element, another another value to my stream. You know, I'm I'm all, I'm all about having a good time, letting people know that life isn't always sunshines and rainbows. It's Life is hard. Um, but you can also have fun uh, and allow yourself, when you allow yourself to have fun. Like, I, 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 w- I want people to be true to themselves. That's what I want. I just want everybody to live their truth and also be creative at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to the stream, uh, I know that um, the streaming space is very, very, very uh, like podcasts now. And well, not even like podcasts, because podcasts I still think are far more oversaturated. Um, but streaming, um, there are hundreds of thousands, probably maybe almost millions of streams, you know? And if you're just sitting there playing video games, nowadays it's not enough. Uh, you you got to diversify is what I've been telling folks. And so, yeah, I have some plans for some other n- not video game streams. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you guys just one, you know, insider peek. Um, the next big thing I'm doing after I rearrange my office is I'm going to start doing. Um, I, there's some folks who will remember coffee time for my stream, which was it, it, just, it only ended uh, at the end of November because I've been replanning and redoing it. I'm making coffee time like a segment. Coffee time is going to be a thing where we we get a coffee bean. We learn about the coffee bean, the style of preparing that coffee bean that works the best. And we're going to brew it and do it all on stream live and talk about it. And we're going to learn and teach each other about coffee. Um, another show that I do with a friend of mine here is uh, Batch One Was Better, which is a beer stream where every other Friday, uh, him and I, we uh, pick a style of beer that we want to uh, get. And we get that style of beer and we try multiples of it and we teach people about it um as when they come and watch us drink these beers we're sampling these beers to learn about how they taste to see how they have changed over the years like so wonderful show i'm learning a lot from him but i've also learned i've also taken beer courses so i've learned like i know about beer um so it's just a way for us to teach people about that uh, and then i have uh two other secrets that i'm willing to share just yet that are coming to the stream uh pretty soon that'll be that also aren't video game but they are centered around other things that I love. So uh, I, I would like to stream of future. Any job I'll have to expect that I am this is something I'm letting this go by the way. Like, this is going to continue to be this regard. Um, as side Gary V I should have off, you know, to, I want this to be my main gig, but I want it to be my main gig, if that makes sense. Because, like I said, I, I do work in the space because I think there are other things that I can do in the video game industry that can not only expand my reach but help this space better for other people to come after. Um, so, yeah, I plan to have a, a job in the video game industry. That's a plan. I also plan to, uh, at some point, hit partner on Twitch. That's absolutely going to happen. That is a goal. I don't know when it's going to happen, but that is a goal of mine, just to be a Twitch partner. I want that, that real bad. Um, and I'm going to get that. <laughs> you're close. Yes. I mean, like, uh, like, I mean, like, if you keep doing what you're doing, right. And like you, I don't see why you couldn't be, you know, like I, 
personally, like, in, you know, I'm not just saying that because we do podcasts together, but like, I think you're one of the best streamers that I watch. You know, I don't, I, I watch, I do, don't, I don't like hover over Twitch every day, right? Like looking at other people's streams a lot, but like, you know, I think you're one of the best streamers that people don't know about. And, you know, that's also part of the goal is to like, Hey, I asked you to be with us. Cause like we do have a lot of downloads on our podcasts and like to, if we can help you achieve your goal, you know, that's, that's, you know, I don't see why you couldn't be. I think you're one of the best streamers out there. And I think some people should start noticing. It's only a matter of time. That's what, that's what I think it, it, it's, it's time. And like I said, that's why I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, it'll happen. Um, but most people like to rush this process because they see other people who are part of it already. And I'm like, that's not how this works. No. Take your time. Take your time. There are people who want to hit partner in a year. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa there. <laughs> Relax. You just you just barely hit affiliate. So I'm like, I, if that's one piece of advice that somebody gets from this, if they made it this far, congratulations. Um, take your time with content creation. You're not going to have tens of thousands of people overnight. You're barely going to have five people overnight, you know? So mm-hmm. there's been time. times, there's been times where I streamed. I didn't have anybody, but like, I still, oh, but, but, but like years, I, I streamed to like barely anybody yeah. for years. <laughs> yeah. And like, there'd be times where I had like 20, 25 people in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. session. And then there'd be times mm-hmm. I'd have like one person stop by and say, hello. And then they'd leave, exactly. you know? And so that's why I make it a point to play stuff that I enjoy, not just stuff that I'm thinking is going to get people to come and watch my stuff. Yeah. Because if I'm having fun, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. That's true. <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, so, yeah, that's streaming for me. It's, it's going to be a thing that I love to do for a long time. And I I mean, I'll be very honest. I don't know if I'll be streaming forever, um, but I'm going to be streaming for the foreseeable future. So. Well, right. we we believe in you. Who knows? I might have a TV show one day. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, right. Thank you for coming on one v one, everybody. This is Ray Williams, uh, Ray Apollo Williams, I should say, uh, our streaming champion, part of the Bosch Rush crew. Uh, you'll see much and hear more from him. But before we go, Ray, go ahead and plug. Oh, so me, I'm just, I'm Ray Apollo. I somehow figured it out early on to get Ray Apollo everywhere. And I'm currently Ray Apollo everywhere. Um, so if you look up Ray Apollo, no space, R-A-Y-A-P-O-L-L-O anywhere, you'll find me, uh, thankfully. <laughs> I mean, you also might find Doink the Clown. It's a weird thing that we're having an SEO battle for, but I don't care. I'm going to win. He's Ray Space Apollo. I'm Ray Apollo mushed together. <laughs> 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 so, um, and it's not Ray Apollo. I'm not a chicken. Ooh. Okay. Um, I get that a lot. Oh, look, hey, it's uh, Ray uh, Pollo. No, it's Ray Apollo. Keep it together, please. <laughs> Where did Y come in? Uh, that's it's in Spanish. Ray Pollo. That's uh, Apollo is chicken in Spanish. Um, oh, man. But yeah, so uh, look me up on Twitch first and foremost. Come and follow the stream. We're having a great time. We're about to start. If you're listening to this, we're finishing up the division two and about to start Dragon Ball Z Kakarot very soon uh i also have a lot of new youtube content that i'm planning so um i have a new show i have uh just kind of like a conversational like streaming show that i enjoy doing now that you guys are gonna have to be on at some point because i would love to have you come and play games and talk with me about stuff yes. uh oh so i have so a lot in of other words 
So in other words, pot and play. Sort of, yeah. Um, because that's what I do all day. I stream all day, and I'm like, why can't I stream and talk about stuff at the same time? Uh, Duh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I'm rating. Uh, give me an invite, and I will uh-huh. be on. Because, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Um, we, we talked about the division too. I'm just like, uh, wait till you get to the end of this game. You're gonna uh, need help. Yeah, absolutely. I, I felt that today. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I do a lot of reaction videos as well. So reactions to like big oh, uh, conferences. Um, funny. <laughs> I also I react to like trailers and to big like event stuff. It's it's a it's a bunch of fun. Then I have a bunch of fun clips that I pull from the streamer that are like heavily edited to just like be utter nonsense but they're a great time uh, i also do unboxing videos uh which is really cool so people send stuff to my p.o box or stuff that i get from amazon or my wife will buy something random and i'll unbox it and it's a good time so uh and those so twitch youtube uh twitter is another great spot where i usually i think most of my social media energy is condensed into twitter so if you want to know anything about me as a content creator follow me on twitter that's at ray apollo and you you'll get it <laughs> So prepare for many dank memes and occasional inspirational questions. So, or yeah. messages that his internet is broken. Uh, yes, because that happens often. My internet. <laughs> still, as, a mid- as, a Midwestern, as a Midwesterner, I'm still having internet problems. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's, it's recently as today. So, good oh. times. What? <laughs> well everybody this has been one v one once again thank you guys for joining us if you would like to be a uh, part of one v one you can email us as uh you can email us at bossrushgaysepro at gmail.com uh, we would love to talk to all you content creators and have this one-on-one discussion because it, it is quite fun to really learn about not the brand, but the person behind the brand, or just the person themselves, uh, and before uh, with the content. So, with that, everybody, have a great week, have a great weekend, whenever we see you. And as always, play games and let's continue to be better. With that, everybody, we'll see you next time on One v One. Bye, everybody. Once hey. again, thank you, Ray, for coming on the show. You're welcome. <laughs>